The following is a JourneyWise Network production. Hey friends, welcome back to the Choosing Cheer podcast. My name is Nicolette Bell, your host, and I'm so glad you've joined us today as we continue on our journey of Choosing Cheer. For today's episode, my producer and I were having a conversation about the title, and I said, what do you think about Choosing Cheer in Beauty? And she said, eh. I don't know, what do you think about choosing cheer in inner beauty? And I said, no. And she said, what do you mean no? And I said, "Eh, I don't really love the term inner beauty. She said, what do you mean you don't love the term inner beauty? And I said, I just really don't love that term. I believe that God thinks I'm beautiful on the inside and the outside. And she said, hmm, I've never really thought about it like that before. And I think that's because Christian culture does a really poor job of teaching us that, especially women, that we are beautiful on the inside. And while that is true, and while, yes, Scripture teaches us that God looks at the heart, Scripture also teaches us that we are made in the image of God and that He is beautiful. And that his creation is beautiful. The things that he's made are beautiful. And he calls them good. That he's well pleased with what he has made. And so I believe that when God looks at us, he sees us not only as beings who are beautiful on the inside, but as beings who are beautiful on both the inside and the outside. That we are just beautiful all the way through and through because we were made in the image of God. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. My friend Macy is on the podcast today and she shares about a traumatic experience she had in high school that really affected the way that she looked. I watched Macy live this out as a young girl and I was inspired, continue to be inspired by the way that she seeks Jesus in her life. I pray that you'll be encouraged by today's conversation. Let's jump on in. Hey friends, welcome back to the Choosing Cheer podcast. My name is Nicolette Bell, your host, and I am so excited because my dear friend Macy is with us today. Macy, I was trying to think about how long we have known each other, and it has been a really long time. (laughs) It has been a really long time. So I'm just so excited that you are with us today on the show. So why don't you start by just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, So I'm from Petal, Mississippi. Grew up there. That's how and where I met Nicolette. She was my Mm -hmm. peewee cheer coach when she was in like middle school. (laughs) And I was like in sixth grade maybe. But anyway... (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'm from Petal, went to Petal High School, um, went to USM, mm-hmm. and now I'm in law school at MC. I uh, just finished my second year, praise the Lord. <laughs> so yes. I've got one more year left. Um, I'm working at Rankin County Chancery Court and just trying to get finished with school. Right, so. right. have a lot yeah. going on there. Yes, I totally remember those early um, peewee football cheerleading mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so blessed that my relationship with Macy just started there. It okay. did not end there. Um, it kept developing and growing throughout mm-hmm. the years, and it was just really... Um, really sweet. Um, in one of those developments of that relationship mm-hmm. was part of um, of your story that when I think about choosing cheer, ever since this podcast was really an idea, mm-hmm. I kept thinking of you when I would think about people I would want to have on or, or guests that I want to have on the podcast. Um, as I would pray about it, you would come to my mind because I think 
um, you are such a good example of that. And you were at such an early age in your life. And uh, that always stood out to me and inspired and encouraged me. So, Macy, I had a front row seat to watching you experience something that would have devastated a lot of high school girls. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah. Um, So, I was 17 years old. I had just started my senior year of high school, and um, I was preparing for the high school beauty and bow pageant at Petal, which, you know, is a huge deal. Yes. And... uh, I went to a new salon to get some highlights in my hair, which was something I had done before. I just went to a new place and a new stylist, and um, I did not walk out with highlights, and instead I walked out with third and fourth degree chemical burns to the back of my scalp. Um, Still not really sure, you know, why or what exactly happened to cause it, but um, long story short, over the next, I would say, five or six years, I had... um, five or six procedures, about one a year, to try to um, to heal the burn. And, and really the the biggest problem, not only was my, my hair fried from the, the chemical burn um, to my hair, but my scalp was also completely burnt. Um, it burned off the, the top layer and, and then also the layer that has all the nerve endings in it. So I really don't have a lot of feeling up there either. Um, but it burned off all the follicles. So not only will my hair never grow back, but I've also got um, a piece of my, my scalp missing. That was missing for a while until they, they did skin graft surgeries and different types of, of procedures to kind of remedy that. But um, so now I've, you know, got this, this huge bald spot on the back of my head about the size of my palm. Um, thankfully, you know, I've got thick enough hair that nobody really notices it. But um, it's definitely difficult, you know, being 17 years old and not really knowing what the next couple of years were, were going to look like that healing process. Um, I remember my doctor, Dr. Thomas, um, he just recently passed, um, but he was just the nicest, I mean, kindest man. And he did not look like a doctor. I mean, he walked in his office and he had on like Carhartt overalls and, you know, work <laughs> and probably just had gotten off the tractor um, and at his land. But um, he said, well, you know, baby, we're, we're going to have to shave your head and we're going to have to cut off part of your scalp and, and none of it's ever really going to grow back. And I mean, as a 17 year old girl that was competing in a beauty pageant, that was a little bit shocking. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the shock just, just kind of faded as, as time went on. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, it was a long process. Mm-hmm. It was a very long process. Mm-hmm. I think um, I remember, because uh, this was right before the pageant, yes. right? This happened right before the pageant. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to the pageant. Yes. Um, and I will never forget you on the stage with that huge bandage mm-hmm. on your head, just rocking it. Mm-hmm. Like just killing it up there on stage with a bandage on your head and mm-hmm. most young girls wouldn't have gotten on the stage and they wouldn't have walked across the stage and they certainly wouldn't have done it with such poise and grace um, that you did. You said you were on a little bit of um, pain medicine. Yes, yeah. That was like, I think it was two or three days post-op. I remember I uh, um, had my post-op appointment and came to rehearsal. And, I mean, I walked, I was late because I was at the appointment and I walked in and everybody just kind of... Because I still had a, a bloody bandage on my head from surgery. And then, you know, it came pageant time and um, I was on pain medication. So I don't really remember much of it. But I remember a lot of people asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need to sit down? Are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone. You know, yeah. it's, everything's Just fine. let me do this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was an experience. And my brother at the time, I was a senior. He was a freshman. And um, 
I remember he came home. We were all eating dinner at the house one night, and we were, you know, how's your day, whatever. And he said, yeah, somebody asked me today at school, like, is your sister the one, with the girl with the bandage on her head? And he's like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, that's her. <laughs> I love so. it. I love it. So I remember talking to your mom during that, or I think it was you and your mom during that time, and she made a comment that um, she said the enemy thinks he can get her with this. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but just maybe that wrestle with like, uh, you said you were a girly girl, right? And that mm-hmm. was kind of um, fun for you and what you did. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, I mean, did that happen just because of that? Like maybe not, but accidents happen in the world. Yeah. But I do think that uh, both God and the enemy use things that happen to us mm-hmm. to try to get us to go down one path yeah. or another. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you hear people say all the time, like, you know, God works all the time and he does. That's true, but so does the enemy. Right. Um, you know, one is not on break while the other's doing all the work. Like they are both working at the same time. They just have two totally different goals. And so, um, one thing that I think helped me for whatever reason, um, whenever God created me, he created me with a very, you know, Enneagram seven type of personality, which I don't know how much you know about the Enneagram and everybody else does, but they're very happy (laughs) all the time. Um, You know, they try to see the positive. They try to, um, you know, suppress all of the negative things, which sometimes is really good. And other times, you know, you probably should pay attention to the negative. But um, (laughs) I think that had probably a lot to do with how the, you know, just the way that I handled the whole situation. But um, at first, I was like, oh my gosh, how, I mean, I can't be bald, you know, yeah. how is that supposed to work? Yeah. Um, and then I just kept thinking, well, I mean, okay, you're not going to be totally bald. You're still going to have some hair left. And if you have to get a wig, you have to get a wig, it'll be fine. Um, but I think what just kept pushing me through was the fact that in the end, no matter how, you know, bald I was or was not going to be, how terrible I may have looked, I think what kept me going was the fact that like, the Lord had it. Mm. Mm. Um, whatever it was, whatever the outcome was going to be, he had it. He had mm-hmm. it figured out. Um, he knew, and, and I was going to be okay. Mm. And so I think that that's what kept me through. And then, too, I just remember thinking, Macy, people have faced so much worse in this world than, right. you know, just, just losing a little bit of hair and, and losing a little bit of their scalp. Um and like the Lord has blessed you immensely. Mm. And so I think that that's really what just kept pushing me through. Um, and I kept going back to that verse and I still do today. Um, and James, you know, count it all joy. Mm. And I, I recently read a Bible study that said, you know, joy is not necessarily, I mean, everybody knows this joy is not happiness. The two are not synonymous and, ex- and explained that joy is contentment. You know, it's not necessarily being happy. It's not having all these good, warm, fuzzy feelings all the time. It's just being content where you're at in your life. And so I think for me, even at, you know, 17 years old and now at 25, that's just something that I've tried to settle and and rest in is that you just got to be content and and you're going to find that in the Lord. Mm, That's so true. That's so true. And I saw you wrestle with that and and kind of... 
come on the other side of that and, and really live into that in your life. Um, I think what's important to point out is it, we can always say, you know, somebody has it worse. And that is good to remember mm-hmm. sometimes, especially if we think um, of we're in this woe is me, I'm, you know, poor, poor me, that mm-hmm. kind of a mindset. But I think that it's important also to know that the Lord cares about things like this. Yeah. Like for a 17-year-old girl, this was devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, really for a woman at any point in their life, oh, that yeah. would be devastating. Um, I have a friend that just went through um, chemo treatments mm-hmm. and lost all of her hair, and it's been hard. Yeah. It's been really, really hard. You know, so no matter when this kind of came at you, it would have been hard, but particularly as a senior headed towards graduation, mm-hmm. headed towards other pageants that you had been um, working towards mm-hmm. and competing in. And so that um, that was a big deal to a 17-year-old. And I think, you know, for young, young women um, trying to grapple with this, uh, am I pretty enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do people think about me? wrestling with um, maybe people in school who aren't being kind. Um, And then you kind of add this um, health issue that was also affecting your vanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's like a double, a double, yeah, a double punch. Um, So I think it's important to, uh, I think it is good to go, you know, okay, other people probably have it worse than me, but also to keep in perspective that like Jesus so cares for where you are mm-hmm. and what's happening to you and I think you experienced that yeah you just felt him I was with just, you just there you know yeah and I, and I think one other thing that was um interesting because the journey lasted a lot longer than it was years yeah years. this was years yeah mm-hmm. um, of recovery and you know people would say you know people who didn't know like I remember one time after a doctor's appointment I was in the depot in downtown Hattiesburg getting a coffee because that was my routine. You go to the doctor and then you go get a coffee because that's your, your reward. <laughs> and so um, I had that, you know, white bandage wrapped around my head and it was kind of across my forehead because that's the only way it would stay on. And this lady in front of me, I mean, I didn't know her. She didn't know me, didn't know anything about me. Um, I think I was in sweatpants because I had a skin graft and they took it from my bottom and the, the khaki uniforms, you know, rubbed my bottom. So I was in sweatpants all the time. And uh, she said, well, I, I do not need to be here getting coffee. I need to be working out like you are. Because I guess she saw the sweatpants like and the headband. And, you know. It's like a sweatband. Yes, yes. Like, y'all, this was like a legit like bandage. Like, I looked like a war, a war a, victim. You right, know? <laughs> like, right. Like, you had been had an explosion. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just remember being so aggravated and so mm. mad. And I called my mom and I was like, can you believe that she said this, you know? <laughs> and my mom was like, Macy, she did not know. And I was like, well, she should have, you know? <laughs> and, Don't say and, that. <laughs> and so, you know, people would just say silly things. And, you know, that's just kind of how it is when you're going through something. You're, you're sensitive to a lot of different stuff. Oh, yeah. Look, when I had, I broke my nose yeah. um, my senior year yes. of high school. Um, broke my nose the day of prom. I was trying mm, out for cheerleading at <laughs> Southern Miss. Broke my nose, had a black eye um, at prom. Thank goodness my uh, family owns a makeup business, mm-hmm. and we were able to just cover that right on up um, and head to the prom. But um, I remember after I had my surgery for that, I had to wear the nose cast mm-hmm. out on my face for my like the uh, first part of um, 
my whole life, I think it was almost like graduation yeah. and then orientation and everything like that. And so many people ask me, oh, so you got a nose job. I'm like, no, Wait, no, actually I liked my nose fine before this happened to me. It's still crooked. It's not even fixed now. Um, so yes, people have a way of like assuming things yes. about your situation yeah. that is, um, is interesting. It's interesting. And yeah, I think yeah. it's good to notice like, Hey, I'm, I'm a little sensitive towards yeah. this. Yeah. And so I definitely, I think got a lot of, you know, um, just, internal awareness I, I discovered parts of myself that I didn't really mm. know were there at such a young age and yeah um, that's I mean obviously that continues throughout all stages of uh, stages of life I think we continue to learn new things about ourselves and and God shows us new things about ourselves every day but um one thing that I noticed also that I've seen in in other women in particular is you know somebody would say well Macy your hair is just beautiful or you're, you look so nice today. And I would think, well, psh, if you only knew, you know? Right. And I think that so many of us, men and women, when people say things, we think in the back of our mind, well, if you only knew about this, or if you only knew about that, you know, yeah. your opinion would probably be different. Um, mm. And I think for me, I had to remember, okay, Macy, that's not you saying that. That's not your voice. Mm. You know, that's not the Lord's voice. Like, you know, you know what that is. Um, and so just a lot of, internal awareness about what I was thinking and feeling, internal awareness about what the Lord was saying versus what the enemy was saying, and um, and two, in, in ways that the enemy would try to use other people in other, other circumstances, too. It was just a lot of moving parts and pieces all the time, but somehow the Lord just kind of focused me and said, mm-hmm. okay, well, this, I know all of this is happening, all of this is going on, but this is where I want you, and um, it was just a, a very terrible but very uh eye-opening experience at the same time yeah and I feel like he allowed you to know at a young age that your worth wasn't found in what you looked like Mm -hmm. and I think to a lot of people Macy like if somebody looked at your Instagram account for instance Mm -hmm. like they might think oh my gosh she's so beautiful and you know they might would have thought like that's where your worth is found and I Mm -hmm. think that's there's so much more to you and to all of us yeah. than what's on the outside. But I think that you learned that at such an early age. Mm-hmm. And then it has shaped and guided you, I oh, yeah. think, um, over mm-hmm. these years. Yeah. And that's such a truth for anybody that's listening um, that, you know, while we want to feel good about ourselves, there's nothing wrong yeah, yeah. with getting highlights in your hair, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's a good thing. It makes mm-hmm. you feel good. It's whatever. But that that's not where we find our yeah that's not where we find our worth yeah so how does worrying about our appearance in light of that statement keep us from choosing cheer or finding joy what do you think well I think a lot of people talk you know all the time especially to women about comparison about comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to other people and for whatever reason and maybe it's because I was so distracted by comparing myself to the old me, you know, that still had all my hair. Um, I never mm. had such a huge problem comparing myself to others, but it was comparing myself to what I thought I wanted to be, what I thought I was supposed to be, what I thought other people wanted me to be. So I think, again, it just goes back to that whole idea of being content where you're at and understanding mm. that, like, the Lord's going to move you forward 
or to the right or to the left or even back like he's he is going to move you you just kind of have to sit and and allow yourself to be moved um Mm -hmm. but also be content at the same time which is a weird you know dynamic um so I think that you know you can compare yourself all day long but it's just not worth it you know it's it's Mm -hmm. just so exhausting and, and tiring and nothing good ever comes from it um so for me when I think about the way that I look or the way that I want to look and then I think about choosing cheer choosing joy and contentment um I just all those things just don't really matter anymore you know Mm -hmm. I mean like I said I'm the girliest girl in the world I've always you know got makeup on and got my hair fixed but it's because those things make me feel good not because they give me joy or cheer you know right because they give you value yeah um I think what you said is important you said you know I don't have a problem comparing myself to others it was really comparing myself to myself mm-hmm. um and the versions different versions or that you thought you wanted to be or that other people mm-hmm. wanted you to be but don't you think that's a little bit rooted in other people a little mm-hmm. bit because where do we get those ideas oh, yeah. of what we think we should be yeah of you what, know what that perfect you know not even perfect but like the ideal look or or whatever you know and and I still spend all not all day but I spend a lot of time on Instagram like oh I want to do this and I want to do that and I want right. to get this nail color you know um and it's just so readily available right there in your phone too it's hard to not look at but um but yeah I just if I had to give I guess one piece of advice in this whole podcast uh you don't don't compare yourself I mean, you just understand that like your your happiness your joy your worth your value all of those really really good things that the bible talks about you're not mm. gonna find them here mm. that's so good that's so so good okay so i am gonna go off script here just a little <laughs> bit um but you i see you post things a lot and, and you and i've talked about it before um you have a really good practice of feeding yourself spiritual food mm-hmm. uh, so talk to me about maybe how you really got that mm. firm habit in your life and I know it probably waffles as all of us yes. do from time <laughs> to time but I feel like you've kind of found a groove with that yeah uh, talk to us about how you how you study the bible because I feel like mm-hmm. when we talk about these things that the enemy says um, we combat those things with the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. And you're storing that in your heart. So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I really don't know how or when. I mean, we all know how it started. Obviously, I was convicted, hey, you should probably read your Bible. Um, but I don't really remember <laughs> when it started, maybe my senior year of college. But um, I just decided, okay, I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to read my Bible. And I mean, now the first thing I do most most mornings when I don't waffle is, you know, go straight to the coffee pot and make some coffee and then get back in my bed and open my Bible. And um, usually the, the types of studies that I do just depend on where I'm at, like what season of life that I'm in. Because I do think it's important to understand what you are struggling with. That way you can be fed correctly, spiritually mm-hmm. fed correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, that's that's kind of been my practice. But over and over again, the things that I, at least in the last couple weeks and months, have been uh, reminded of is, you know, to be still. And I think that goes back to contentment, right? Um, and, mm. and being still doesn't mean, you know, literally be still. Like, God didn't say, okay, Macy, be still and expect me to just sit here and do nothing. Not, not continue to go to law school and try to work really hard. Not continue to work. Not continue to make friendships and 
you know, build relationships with other people, what he meant was, hey, just calm down for a second, you know, be, be content, be still. And so, um, lately that's what I've been learning, which I guess has been, you know, the process over the last nine years. He's been saying, be content and be still. So, Mm. um, not really a new lesson for me, I don't think, and probably one that will will never really end, Mm -hmm. but, um, just different meanings in different phases yeah, of life, I guess. Yeah, different seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll learn it again in different seasons. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. That we can hear a passage of Scripture at one point in our life, and maybe it resonates with us, or maybe it doesn't in that particular season, or maybe we think, yeah, okay. But then we hear it again in a different season, mm-hmm. or in a different way, or a mm-hmm. different translation, and it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to hear that in mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Love that. So, Macy, I'm going to end with the question that we end all of our podcast episodes mm-hmm. with. Our final question is, who is cheering you on? Well, um, so many people. I mean, you you know have to say your family because they're always cheering you on, especially right. mine. Um, you know, Mother's Day was yesterday, and um, my mom and my grandmother, you know, we celebrated with them, and, and they both have been just such huge cheerleaders for me all of these years. Um you know, from getting everything ready and prepared for Miss Mississippi, getting me prepared for Miss Mississippi and, and being there to support me the week of. I mean, there's so much, you know, that goes on behind the scenes that nobody really ever knows about. But, I mean, they've been awesome. Um, Mama, from the minute I was born, has been just ready to help me do whatever it is that I mm-hmm. wanted to do and achieve. And so, um, definitely, you know, my, my mother and my grandmother, but also my dad and my brother, um, they're, they're very much outdoorsmen they are not you know into the pageants and and all that kind of stuff but even despite that they've been a huge support system over the last couple years um and just my whole life making sure that you know I'm I'm loved and supported and all those things and so my Mm -hmm. family's been great and of course all of all of my friends you have been fantastic I mean just a wonderful role model and cheerleader all of these years and so um Learned a lot from you, Nicolette. Oh, well, Macy, I was thinking back as we were preparing for this um, this podcast today, I was remembering, so Macy competed in Miss Mississippi for a, a good number of years. Yes. And um, <laughs> I, it was always the week of my birthday. Yes, it is. So Every I year. spent many Here's a Amos. birthday. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I spent many a birthday in at Vicksburg. Miss Mississippi with um, my go Macy. Yes, your uh, Macy fathead. Yes, <laughs> in my hand, um, as happy as I could be. The only place I would have wanted to be on my birthday is cheering you on. So um, it has been a blessing to me to have a front row in your life and mm-hmm. to still be able to do that. And I just cannot wait to see how the Lord is just going to continue to work in your life. He, mm-hmm. I just. Do not think he um, molded you and shaped you all these years and through um, through suffering comes mm-hmm. great joy mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and great purpose. And he is just using you and I'm honored to get to cheer you on. Thanks. So. <laughs> Friend, thanks for joining us in Choosing Cheer. If you've experienced the joy of Jesus on this journey, would you take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review? Your support means the world to us. We're excited to be back with you again next week.